Following Jesus isn't always easy, but it is not complicated. And our goal on this podcast is to make real life simple. And one area all leaders struggle with is how not just to manage our time, but to get the most out of our time. In fact, the Apostle Paul said, redeeming the time for the days are evil. So how do we do that if we're always wasting time? That's what we're going to talk about today. Welcome to the podcast. This is Brad Williams, and today, Rusty and I will be talking about time management. Before we get into that, uh, I want to take a few questions from our listeners, though. So our first question I have for you, Rusty, is um, I know the need to pray, but how often should I ask for the same thing? How often should you ask for the same thing? Boy, that is a great question. And it's really hard to kind of balance that because Jesus said, don't go on babbling because the Pharisees do that because they think they'll be heard because of their prayers. But then on the other hand, you read about people that that pray continuously. You hear about saints that have prayed all through the night, you know, you know, a grandma that prayed for you for days or years. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would just say that the thing Jesus is warning us about when it comes to prayer is don't think you'll be heard just because you kept asking. But if you feel the need to keep bringing your request to God because you've yet to see something happen that you believe needs to happen, not just for your glory, but for his, I think you keep at it because I think in the asking, God changes our hearts as well. No, that's good. That's good. Uh, So it's about intention. I would say so. And I think he knows that best. Yeah. All right. So I got one more. Um, Next question is when it comes to leading, what's the best way to lead up? Oh, boy, that's a good one. And I think we've all been in situations where, you know, you you learn and study how to lead down. You don't often learn and study how to lead across. And very rarely do you think about leading up. I would tell you, if you're in a situation where you're trying to lead up and you get along with that person, ask them, what's the best way for me to present ideas to you? What's the best way for me to ask questions to you? Because some of us like that kind of stuff, but there's just particular times it's not good. I think about the times people would ask me questions about my message right after I preached it. Okay, that's fine, uh, but I'd rather you do that on Monday uh, when I'm not so raw from just having delivered it. Um, But when it comes to trying to lead somebody that maybe you don't get along with well, I would try to figure out things about them. What's their Enneagram style? What's their Myers-Briggs? What's their love language? How do they relate best to people? And then flex in their direction rather than just expecting them to flex in yours. If you're a person that loves uh, to give your feedback, but you're working for a person that is very quiet and calculated, you may have to type out your ideas and present them to them rather than yelling at them in their face in front of other people. You just have to pick your spots. And the best way to do that is to know who that person is. No, that's good. That's real good. If I could, if I could chime in. Please. Um, one thing that I, in, in business, that I failed at miserably is leading up better. And I think where my opportunity and where a lot of other individuals' opportunity is, is assuming the people above you understand the full scope of what you're going through and what the situation mm. is. Yep. So to those of you out there struggling to lead upwards, don't assume the people above you have more information than they actually have. Communicate the full scope of everything that you're dealing with upward 
and then give them what they need to understand so you guys are on the same plane. Oh, that's so good, Brad. I'm glad you said that because it reminds me of something I, I've heard recently. Because as leaders, sometimes you'll just come in and go, let's do this. Right. Well, there's a finite amount of time people have. And so for you to be able to look at your leader, and not publicly, but going to them privately and saying, we can do that. Absolutely. And if you want us to, we will. But we can't do everything. So here's the 10 things we're working on. Which one do you want us to put on the back burner so we can do this new one? I think that gives your boss great education as to what it is you're dealing with Mm -hmm. and also puts the authority back on them to decide which of those is most important. Oh, that's good. Because most of the time, most of the time you both have the same intention. Mm -hmm. It's just sometimes um, that individual who is afraid to communicate upward, they try to do more thinking out if I just do extra, if I handle all these problems and still get whatever that initiative was done, then I look like a hero. When the fact of the matter is you're killing yourself because you're not communicating. Exactly. Well said, Brad. So, all right. So, um, this is going to be, this is going to be good. So these questions are fantastic. Uh, for those of you guys listening, you want your questions answered uh, on our podcast, just submit them to rgeorge at reallifechurch.org. That's rgeorge at reallifechurch.org. All right, so I'm excited about our conversation today because the holidays are approaching and um, the New Year's coming, and that means New Year's resolutions. Hmm. And whether it's the holidays or New Year's, we want to manage our time better. I know this is something that I have personally struggled with, so I'm looking forward to hearing your take on this, Rusty. Uh, How have you failed at this? Wow, we don't have that kind of time. (laughs) Uh, I think for me... The way I fail at time management is not for a lack of trying, Mm -hmm. because I like this kind of stuff. My problem is I try too many things. So I will read a book about time management, I'll do everything it says until I read the next book, and then I'll try those. Or I'll get the newest app, and then I've got several places I'm storing information, then I got several places I'm storing my calendar, I got several people trying to manage my calendar for me. And then it really becomes just a mess because there's too many people, too many apps, too many uh, methods of managing my time. And so then it just becomes conflicting. Um, So for me, that's probably been my biggest failure is just an attempt to try to do too much. Mm -hmm. What about you, Brad? Um, My biggest failure comes from assuming a lot and lack of communication. I think, Will, uh, instead of me deliberately um, getting involved in the planning, I kind of... Um, assume like we'll talk about things we need to do and I assume everybody gets it and I keep it moving um, as opposed uh, as opposed to being deliberate and really kind of taking ownership of that season and everything we have upcoming I think I I don't show the same especially at home I don't show the same attention to to detail and the planning that I do in the workplace and that's my struggle oh that's a good one there because you can be uber productive at work and then come home and just do nothing and you just assume somebody else will take care of it for you but there's still stuff to plan and take care of there yeah no true and i had a saying that i I like to use i said don't let uh at work they get the best of you and the family gets the rest of you that's right (laughs) (laughs) so so my failure to plan for the family is because you know you you're so spent but they're the priority like they're number one so right right good stuff so uh, what have you discovered works for you? Because obviously I need help. So, and I know a lot of people out there need some help. So what, what works for you? 
Well, let me give you just a few things to think about. The first one is plan ahead. That may seem small, but most of us are living day to day or week to week. Um, One of the great resources out there is the Michael Hyatt Full Focus Planner, Mm -hmm. which allows you to look uh, at a quarter at a time. And you can plan ahead by, you can do an annual calendar, which is a great idea, especially if you're married and kind of plan out, these are the big trips we want to take. These are the times I need to ask off. These are the big um, anniversaries or graduations we need to be at. Uh, So get ahead of the thing. Um, And you can then begin to back up. So you start with a full year, then you back it up to a half year, and then into three months, and then into week by week. Mm -hmm. The second is use a system. Whether it, I mean, there's all kinds of different systems out there for how you manage your resources um, or your time. But the main thing is to pick one and just stick with it. And I would tell you to stick with it for a full three months because at the end of it, you're going to know what worked, what didn't work. And then you can either tweak it or you can trash it. And then you can start something else. Uh, the third thing is, is begin with the end in mind. The goal is not just to get everything done. My goal in life is not just to answer every email that comes across my desk. The goal is to become something. Who is the person that you are trying to be? If we are being transformed by Christ to be the kind of people he created us to be, and that is what we carry into the next life, into heaven, who is that person? Well, I would tell you it looks a lot like Jesus. I would tell you it's a person that lives with justice, mercy, and humility. I would tell you it's a person that demonstrates the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, if that's the case, then pick out one or two of those characteristics you want to work on and put that in your calendar. And that might be taking an hour to think about other people and respond to them, to take 20 minutes and go through your contact list and pray for people, to get up from your desk and walk around the office and just ask people, do you need any help? Um, That could be if you want to be more intentional as a dad, that you begin by putting in dates with your kids throughout the week and maybe a date with your spouse throughout the week. Uh, So begin with the end in mind. And then the fourth thing is to write it it down. Uh, A lot of us just kind of have it in mind. We have an idea, but hope isn't a plan. So you've got to come up with, this is what I'm going to do. And uh, you write it down and you review it, which leads to the fifth thing is to review it each day. Uh, Don't just look at your five or six goals of who you want to be and what it is you want to accomplish uh, once a year. Look at it each day um, and let it be the driving force. That will allow you to say no to things because they don't help you get to where you want to go. Another one is to use your best times of the day to do your most important stuff. Um, Author, blogger, podcaster, Carrie Newhoff has written a lot on this, but it's really understanding, all right, if I'm a night person, and I'm trying to get X, Y, and Z done, well, then I should probably do that at night because that's when I'm at my best. Or if I'm a morning person, then I should do it then because that's when I'm at my best. So pick out the times you're at your best to get the most important stuff done. Um, Seven is just to think through your environment. (laughs) Uh, It's really difficult to multitask for, for men especially. And so if you wanna get a lot done, find a quiet place. Find a time when you're not going to be distracted. We all think we can do multiple things at the same time, but you can't. So shut off your email. Shut off the uh, alerts on your phone. Let one person know where you are and how to get a hold of you, and then just go for it. Get the things done you need to do and pick the right environment. 
And then finally, review at the end of the week. Um, Sunday evening, I usually sit down, open up my planner, figure out what I've done, what I'm about to do, and start planning from there. But fi- figuring out what wins can I celebrate and know that I've accomplished what I want to do. That's good. Um, that's good. So in all those things, um, you mentioned using a system. Hmm. So I'm curious, uh, are there any apps out there? Because, you know, there's an app for everything now. Um, <laughs> what apps work best when it comes to playing ahead for you? Well, you can use your planning app that comes with your iPhone if you if you use an iPhone. Um, you can certainly use things like Nosby um, as ways to uh, to create a to-do list for yourself. I, I find that one integrates really well into your calendar. Mm-hmm. For me, um, Evernote is the thing that I use the most uh, uh, along with my, uh, my Outlook calendar on my phone. So using those two things allow me to integrate information and also allow other people to see my schedule and plan things for me uh, if needed. No, that's good. So using the apps, um, using the system, uh, doing all that stuff's fantastic. But uh, what are the biggest obstacles that you've experienced when it comes to this? What are the biggest time wasters? Well, I remember back when I was in college and I had uh, a big test I had to study for. I had a big paper to write. And I always decided to clean my room first. Now, I I know that sounds ridiculous. I'm in college, right? right? But there was something about cleaning the room that made me feel like I had a success. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in some ways that's good, and they call that clearing the decks. You get everything taken care of, now you can just focus on your paper. What I've noticed is now that I'm married, have kids, have a job, have people that work for me, have hobbies, everything else, it, there's so many things to clear the deck with. And so cleaning my room is now 10 different things or 20 different things. And so the mentality of, well, let me get all the little things done so I have time for the big thing, is you really need to flip that around. Mm -hmm. And the biggest time wasters are a lot of the little things that you think, I'll just get this knocked out and then I'll be free. You'll never get all the emails done. You'll never get all the phone calls returned. You'll never get all the text messages responded to. Social media is an endless cycle of keeping up with people. Shut all that stuff off. Do it later. It's like that old Stephen Covey analogy of if you have a glass jar and then you've got some big rocks and then you've got some tiny pebbles and then you've got sand and then you've got water and you're going to put all those things into the jar, don't start with the water. Don't start with the sand. Start with the big rocks. Get those in there first. Then you can start filling it up with the other things. Mm-hmm. So what are the big things for you? Do it at the time that works best and then the little things will come back later. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. We say, uh, well, I still say it at work. Uh, it's like eating an elephant. Mm. You know, you can't consume the whole thing at one time, just one day at a time. One day at a time. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm somewhat extroverted. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> for individuals out there who are also extroverts, because you're, you're introverted. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're an introverted introvert. Um, <laughs> Tell tell us, like, how do you help extroverts or people with ADHD? I'm so introverted. We're recording this in two different rooms. Yeah, no, that's 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 bad for those who don't know. If if my room sounds different, I think it's deliberate. I think he's like in Beverly Hills. I'm like in Compton. But that's uh, right. But, but yeah, you're so introverted. You're you're isolated in another room right now. Mm-hmm. So right. Yeah, help like because with extroverts, I can really relate to the whole, you know 
seeing an opportunity to, to knock out something quick mm-hmm. and jumping in that or getting a text or getting a phone call and just being completely taken off the rails because just a lack of ability to focus. So uh, what do you have uh, to, to say to individuals like me? Well, if you're an extrovert, uh, God bless you, and I pray for you. But it is really hard to be alone, and it's really hard to sit down and crank out work. So do this for yourself. Because you're going to need some of that alone time to actually get some stuff done, just set some alarms. Mm-hmm. About every 30 minutes, every 20 minutes, every 50 minutes, have an alarm go off, and that is your playtime. You get to go out and go to the coffee shop. You get to walk around. You get to answer your phone or your emails. Uh, you get to engage with people. And then come back after about 10 minutes. So you have a little bit of excitement looking or waiting for you as your reward, but then get your stuff done. Now, maybe you're one of those kind of extroverts where you can easily work in a coffee shop and you put your headphones in and you get that feeling of being with other people without engaging with them. That allows you to still get stuff done, but it also still scratches that extrovert itch. Mm. So I would encourage you to you know, kind of figure out what works for you. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is you get your stuff done. No, that makes a ton of sense because there are times when I have to get into like a coffee shop type environment where there are people around mm-hmm. so that I can focus and work. Yep. So, no, that's good. And that's even another term they're coming out with right now called an ambivert or a coffee house uh, introvert, which means I'm introverted, but I still like to see other people moving around so that I know I'm not alone, mm-hmm. which I think there's probably a lot more of us that fit into that category rather than just introvert or extrovert. Yeah, no, that's 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 real. That's 100% true. So, no, this has been good, Rusty. This has been very helpful, at least to me. I hope everybody out there listening has enjoyed the conversation. Rusty, I've enjoyed the conversation. Uh, so uh, next week, we're going to dive a little deeper into this, and we're going to talk about uh, simple systems for information management. Uh, what do you do with all the data that you collect? So uh, we appreciate everybody for listening. Um, and as always, please share this with a friend. So thank you, and we'll, we'll hopefully hear from you guys with those questions uh, next week.